Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Good morning. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Beautiful, sunshiny morning out there. Got filled up on spaghetti last night. Peach cobbler. Salad. And for all y'all that missed it, sorry. It was good stuff. But then this morning I got up and had some eggs and sausage and biscuits and gravy. So I'm full. I'm ready to go. I got it. I got it today. I ain't sure what it is, and I ain't sure when I'm going to get rid of it, but I got it. <laughs> Tell you what, I have been really blessed this week. Seen a lot of good things going on, a lot of good things happening. A lot of people showing up today that hadn't been here in a while. Welcome back. Now, I will say this. If this is your first time to ever be here, I'm going to get one of my deacons to bring you a little card. Now, you need to get your phone number and your address and all that stuff on there. That way we can send people out to stalk you when you don't come back. No, it's just we like to keep records of who's been here. So, Mark, if you would, everybody, this is your first time to ever be here, raise your hand. Grab some cards there, Mark. Well, some of them ain't been here in so long, I forgot, you know. I'm old. Oh, I can tell now we're in trouble. It, Don, you're the sound man. You're supposed to be quiet over there. <laughs> yeah. A couple of them is here at Christmas, but... Now, it's good to have all of you here this morning. Uh, I received some word yesterday. Some of you older guys may know him. Some of you younger ones probably don't. Crazy Ed passed yesterday. So keep his family in your prayers. If you don't know who Crazy Ed is, he's probably one of the greatest motorcycle riders I've ever seen in my life. He trained, he trained a lot of the motor cops how to ride. And he's probably got the record for sitting still on a motorcycle of anybody I've ever seen. He he could do things on any kind of bike. He, didn't, he could take your bike and do the same thing he could do on his. But he just, he was a great guy. And he did a lot of work for the community as far as the biker world goes, teaching people how to ride a motorcycle. A lot of us can ride motorcycles. We get on, we crank it, twist the throttle wide open, and hang on. He taught people how to ride a motorcycle, how to ride it at five miles an hour and do things that you wouldn't think was possible. But he did pass yesterday, so y'all keep his family in your prayers this week. And as soon as I find out more about what's going on with it, I'll let y'all know. But I don't know if he's going to be buried here or in Arkansas or where, but I'll find out. Other than that, this morning, tithes and offerings will be collected again. And I... Tell you what, y'all are doing pretty good this month, so don't fail today, okay? We still got bills to pay. We still got to keep this place open. So, you know, a lot of times we go on vacations and we take time off and we don't go to church like we should, but the bills still have to be paid whether you're in the seats or not. So 
if you if you got it, let's do it. Okay. If you ain't got it, let's do it anyway. Got to replace it. I'm a firm believer that the only reason I'm succeeding in life as I am is because of my tithes. It's the one place in the Bible that God tells you to challenge him. It's the only place he says, challenge me. And he tells you in there, if you give your tithe, I will multiply your remaining part. It's backwards math. I don't understand the mathematics on it. You got 100%, you give 10% to God, 90% goes further than 100% does. The only thing I can explain that by is it's God's will. It's the way God works. If you don't believe it works, try him. But anyway, uh, where'd Charlie go? He left the room. Ah, he's too far back. I'll bless it this morning. We'll bless the offering, let him collect the offering. And then before we do that, though, Barbara, you got any announcements? Pedal car race, yeah. How many of y'all like pedal cars? How many of y'all like to watch little bitty kids get out there and wreck pedal cars? How many of y'all like to see little kids get in pedal cars and cry because they can't go? <laughs> I need y'all. I need as many of y'all that can be there this year. Be there. We've got a. We're not only going to the event, but we're also part of the sponsorship of it. We're going to be working the pits back there, taking care of the cars. And some of it's going to be sanitizing. Some of it's going to be repairing them if they break. Just different things. So <coughs> I need y'all to be there if you can. Is that all the announcements you have? All right. Let's go, Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the time that we have to come into your house. Father, I thank you for the worship that we've already had in song. And I also thank you for the worship we're about to do with our tithes and offerings. It is a part of worshiping you. It is a part of our obedience to you. We ask that you continue to bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and which you, you stand, by which also you were saved. If you hold fast that word which is preached to you, unless you believe in vain. For I declare to you, first of all, that which, which is also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he has, was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Capapas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, and whom the greater part remained to the present. But someone had fallen asleep. Some had fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. For I am the last of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by, by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. I want to talk to you about that for a minute. The man saying he wasn't worthy to even be called an apostle. It sounds like he's bragging a little bit, don't it? Doesn't it kind of sound like he's bragging a little bit? But I think he's got a good reason to brag. 
We need to have that same mentality in our walk with God. We need to work diligently, we need to work hard, and we need to work steadfast on doing what God has called us to do. Obedience to God's Word is more important than anything else you can possibly do. I'm going to go into a little bit of depth with that. God is more important than your motorcycle. God is more important than your hot rod. God is more important than your football team. God is more important than anything else you could possibly think of today. If you're not in the service of God today and you're using excuses why you're not here, you're messing up. God's Word is God's Word. And He said that we are to be in fellowship with each other. Do not forsake the assembly of my people. Why would He tell us that? Why do we need to be in a room full of people like we are, like-minded, with the same attitudes and the same cares and the same concerns? Why do we all need to be together? Iron sharpens iron, being together. It's a simple explanation is, the most simple explanation is, we can't do it on our own. I need your help, you need my help, we need to help others to understand what God has for us. Even more in 2021. We've got to get to a point where we understand that serving God is more important than breathing. Being in the presence of our Savior is more important than the blood pumping through our veins. Because when we stop breathing and the blood stops pumping through our veins, there's going to be a decision made about your life. Are you ready for this? When you stop living and breathing, there's going to be a decision made in your life. And that decision is, were you a child of God and your next breath be in heaven, or were you lost and your next breath in hell? There is no gray area. You understand what I'm saying to you? There ain't no fence to be sitting on. There ain't no maybe later time. When you take that last breath, game is over, and you're going to go either to heaven or hell. And depending on the decision you make today, ooh, I'm going to get mean. Decision on the based on the decisions you make today will determine where you go. We will all stand before judgment. Y'all hear me loud and clear on that, right? The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess Him as Lord. But if you don't can do it before you take your last breath, when your knee bows and your tongue confesses, it's going to be in deaf ears. He's not going to hear that. It's now or never. It's on this side of the breathing or dead. We talked about all the deaths that's happened in the last couple of months and the last couple of years, really. It seems like the older I get, the more I hear about my friends dying. And the more of them that die, the more of it I wonder, did I do my job right? Did I share what I needed to share with them? Did they receive what they needed to receive before their last breath? It's a good question, isn't it? You got that same thing going on in your life? Do you have times when you wonder whether you could have done more? You could have said something to somebody and maybe pursued it a little further? 
So you've got to make that decision, guys. How many times have I preached this? Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. Get out there and tell somebody about what God did in your life. Oh, Jerry, I don't know the Bible good enough. Good. Study it more, but still go and tell people what God did in your life. The greatest testimony I have is not about the gospel of Jesus. It's not about what God did for me. It's about what He did in my life right now that I can show you. When I walk my life the way I'm supposed to, it shows more than what you can read. You'll believe more about what I'm doing than what I say. How many times y'all heard that said? I believe by what I see you doing, not by what you say. You know why they say that about Christians? Because sometimes Christians talk, they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. They'll judge you like crazy. They'll look down on you because you didn't do it their way. You know, I heard DJ say fake news. The good news can be faked, can't it? I can fool you sometimes. You can fool me. We can, we can say what we want to say, can't we? But how do we live our lives? How do we walk our lives? When ain't nobody looking, what are you doing? When ain't nobody watching you, what do you do? How do you present yourself to God when ain't nobody looking? I'm going to tell you something. You might can hide from me. You might can hide from Mandy. You might can hide from Charlie. You might can hide from Les. But I'm going to tell you something. You can't hide from God. You can't hide from God. He knows everything you're doing, when you're doing it, and how you're doing it. And if you don't do it, if you're thinking about doing it, He knows that too. How do we get right with God? How do we get right with God? We ask for forgiveness, and we ask God to help us get through our trials and tribulations. How many of y'all in here have no temptations in your life outside of God? Somebody, please raise your hand, because I want to shoot you down. <laughs> Don't raise your hand. It's a trap. Every one of us in this room has something that we can work on to get better with God. Every one of us have thoughts that come into our minds that we need to work on. I was talking to Norman the other day about David. He ain't here, so I pick on him. He's too big to pick, he's too big to pick on when he's here. David was going down the highway, driving his truck, having a good day, and all of a sudden this guy pulls out in front of him and hits his brakes. From what Norman tells me, David had some adjectives for that man that I won't repeat. And Norman looked at David and said, I thought you were a Christian. David said, I am. And I'm going to be talking to God about this in a minute. <laughs> we all do it, don't we? Don't sit there and act like y'all ain't ever done it before. I've driven down the road and y'all not see me and I see y'all. I know how y'all drive. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing, Mindy. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> I ain't going to talk about Charlie's driving. Charlie's the only guy I know that Wiley has a warning system for when he gets on the road. We thought it was a tornado horn the other day, and it was just because Charlie left the plant. Guys, 
I can play with y'all and I can joke around with you, but I'm going to get serious with you. How you live your life and what you think and what you do with your life is a direct impact on whether you go to heaven or hell. I want you to understand that. God's word says, if you are not obedient to my word, I will blot you from the book of life. Now, you can interpret that however you want to. You can carry that anywhere you want to carry it in religious sites. But I don't go by religion, I go by Bible. The Bible says if I don't behave myself and do what God said, he'll block me from the book of life. And I only know one way of getting in the book of life, and that's for me to accept Christ. If I accept Christ and I live like the devil, he's going to block me from that book. That's what he said. If y'all don't like it, call the author and talk to him. But be careful when you call on him. Because he don't play fair. He will point out all your flaws and all your badness and all your stuff. And he'll have you on your knees crying. And it ain't because he hates you. He loved us so much that he gave his only forgotten son that none of us should die and go to hell. He put his own son on the cross. What do you think he'll do to you? Think about that one. How harsh will he be with you? Charlie says it all the time, and I kind of agree with him. When we disobey God and we don't do what God tells us to do, we're telling God what he did with his son wasn't enough. That's kind of real harsh, isn't it? I told y'all, y'all were going to be mad at me when you leave here today, and I'm glad. I hope you get really mad at me. Well, I don't know if you get mad at it or not, but it sure hurts your feelings. The truth will hurt your feelings sometimes. Verse 3. For I declare to you first of all that which is also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he arose again on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by... I already read all that, hadn't I? I'm on 11. Woo! Therefore, whether, whether it was or they, so we preach... And so you believe. Now, if Christ has preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? I've had a lot of people tell me there ain't nothing after this life. When this body lays down and dies, it's over. Let me tell you something. When this flesh dies... And y'all carry me out of here, six of you took, well, eight of you took me out of here because eight more than two to carry me. You better watch it, big boy. <laughs> I, I come for bear today. <laughs> you made me forget where I was. When y'all carry me out of here, that's when I'm going to know that I know that I serve God the way I'm supposed to. People ask me all the time, how do you know you're doing what God called you to do? Because I read the book, and I studied the Word, and I listened to that little voice in my head, not that one that tells me to go out and do weird stuff, the one that tells me to be good, the one that tells me how to live life the way I'm supposed to. I'm driving her crazy every time I move. She has to, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm doing it on purpose. You guys have got to get this. 
I don't know how many weeks God's going to allow me to preach on this thing about being obedient to God. Last time I started obedience on God, it took me a year. It took a year for me to learn to be obedient. That's why I had to preach on it every week. I don't want to go a year, do y'all? I want to learn it now. Because my blessing came when I learned to be obedient. My blessings of life comes when I'm obedient to the Word of God. When I'm doing what God called me to do, my life is easier. I didn't say I didn't go through some stuff. But it's easier. I went through COVID back in December and January and February. It wasn't easy. But my strength came from God. My recovery came from God. My healing came from God. And for that, I'm more obedient now than I was then. The more you go through with your life with Christ, and the more you learn from what you've been through, the more you trust Him, the more you hold on to His hand when you're going through some stuff, it gets easier. Y'all believe that? Y'all believe that going through stuff with God is a lot easier than going through stuff without Him? I know it is. And I want you all to understand that. That just because you're saved and you're washed in the blood doesn't mean you're being obedient to the Word of God. Really? <laughs> Somebody like that. <laughs> Verse 13 says, But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. If there was no resurrection, Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is empty. That's the truth, isn't it? Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified that God, that he raised up Christ whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen, and the Christ is not risen, your faith is, a fit, is futile, and you are still in your sin. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If this lie only, we have hope in Christ, and we are all men of most pitiful. Pitiful. Now, Christ is risen from the dead, and he became the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since my name came, since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. How did it happen? How did it happen that we have that option of being resurrected? Christ came as a man, didn't he? He walked on this planet as a man. He died on the cross as a man. He went to the tomb as a man. He was risen as a man. Y'all hear me? He was risen as a man. His body was still there, wasn't it? He didn't leave his, cor carp he didn't leave his corpse in the tomb, did he? He picked that corpse up, got back in it, and walked on the earth for 40 more days. 
He was witnessed by how many people did say it the first thing? A bunch. So we know that Christ was risen. And we know that He ascended into heaven and prepared for us a place. And He assigned to His disciples to tell the world the good news. Who are y'all? You better be a disciple. If you're not, you're still lost. If you ain't washed in the blood of Jesus, you're still lost. Is it my job alone to teach the Word of God? Is it my job alone to go out and tell people they need Christ? Whose job is it? All of yours. Should you be doing it daily? Yes. Should you be doing it hourly? Yes. You should do it every minute of your life if you can. Because there shouldn't be anything more important to you than the life of Christ. You should not be willing to sacrifice your own self by being disobedient to the Word of God. And not sharing the Word of God is disobedience. Whew. Not doing what God has called you is disobedience. Not being the Christian you should be is disobedience. Not walking in Christ's image is disobedience. And disobedience in God leads to what? Being blotted. That's pretty heavy to carry, isn't it? Oh, is God really that harsh? Is, is He really that hard on us? <laughs> Have you read the New Testament? Have you read anything in the Bible? God is not an angry, vicious tyrant. He's not a tyrant. Do you know what tyrant means? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do y'all know what tyrant means? He's not mean. God is loving. God is caring. But God is also strict. I saw a thing on Facebook this week. It made me laugh. I laughed out. I actually laughed. Okay. It was a guy. And he said the, the screen kind of comes on. It blurs up and then blurs back down and blurs back up. And you're looking the guy, at the guy and he's got a bag of ice in his hand. He said, here, put this on your head. I don't want it to swell. He's talking to his kid. And he said, I don't want this to swell up on you because it'll hurt. He said, yes, you were mouthing. And yes, you fell asleep. You went straight to sleep. But put this ice on your head where it swelled and don't come up, okay? Y'all figure out what he did? The kid was mouthing. And daddy did what daddy's needed to do. Come on in, sir. You're all right. Find your chair. It's okay. You, he bopped him in the head and then told him, in my house, you don't do that. God will bop you on your head and not give you an ice pack, but he will tell you, this ain't going to go on in my house. You ain't going to bring no sin into my kingdom. You ain't going to bring no garbage in here. I'm not going to have no garbage up in here. I'm going to have people that love me in here. I have obedient children. I think God's a pretty good daddy, don't y'all? Pretty fair, ain't he? He's done some pretty fair things in my life. When I was living for the devil, he still kept me from dying. When I gave my life to Christ and I gave my life to God, and I still lived outside of his will, he still took care of me. But then he brought me around to where I need to be. He brought me around to realizing there's more in life than what I want. Ooh, I just got y'all mad again, didn't I? It ain't about what you want. 
It ain't about you, boo-boo. Like my t-shirt I had on yesterday. Suck it up, buttercup. This ain't about you. It's about a relationship with the living God. You say that again. All right. It is the truth of glory to God. Thank God He is the God He is. Because without Him, where would we be? We'd be lost, wouldn't we? I'd be in hell. Be honest, I'd be in hell. Nine heart attacks, COVID, I'd be in hell. Because <laughs> through the grace of God, I survived all that. The reason I'm still here today is because God's not through with me yet. And I hope he don't get through with me for a long time because I like being here. I'm going to love heaven, but I ain't no hurry to get there. Okay? I want you all to understand what I'm preaching on today is not about... It's not about getting by. It's not about skimming through. It's not about getting through on the cliff notes. It's about getting through on the Word of God, being obedient to what God tells us to do, being the kind of Christian that God had created us to be. He didn't create us to be garbage. He created us in His image. And when people see us, they're not supposed to see our image. They're supposed to see Him. Can you honestly say you live your life that they see God in you every day? I try my best, but I fail. I think I'm in 18. 20, 22. God, I read faster than I think I do. For as Adam all died, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterward those who are, are Christ. At his, at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of God to his father. When he puts an end to all rule and all authority and all power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemies that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him. It is evident that he who put all things under him is expected. Oh, I don't know if I want that Christian thing or not. It might not be that bad. It might not be as bad as people say it is. I'll tell you something, when that last day comes and Jesus comes out of that sky and he's on that horse. And he has written on his thighs, King of kings and Lord of lords. He ain't coming back to be your buddy. He ain't coming back to be your friend. He's either your Lord and your King and your Savior, or you're dead. Period. Now, a lot of people teach a lot of different things on that. But the Bible says when he comes back, judgment comes with him. And there ain't no second chances. I watched the behind, Left Behind movies. I thought they were great movies. But they lied to people. Because there ain't no second chances. You got one shot, one shot only. That's as long as you're living and breathing on this planet, you can accept Christ as Lord and Savior up until the day you die. Or you can live till the resurrection, till the... What's the word I'm looking for? Rapture comes. 
And when the rapture comes, you either are or you ain't. And for y'all that don't understand what are and ain't is, you either is or is not. <laughs> so, if you ain't got God in your life at that point, you got one thing to look forward to. The biggest cookout you ever saw. And you're the main course. Get ready for it, folks. It's coming. Am I telling you it's coming this week? Nope. Am I telling you it's coming next week? Nope. Do I know when it's coming? Nope. But I also know this. You don't know when you're going to go meet him before he comes. And you better be ready when you go. Because if you ain't ready when you go, you ain't going. The book says the dead in Christ shall rise. Doesn't say nothing about the dead in Christ. The dead to Christ ain't going to rise, are they? Get ready for it, folks. Get ready. If you ain't ready, you better get that way. I've heard people talking about how the end of time is here. All the signs are here. But I also read this book right here that I, that I read all the time. I've read those times 10 times in the Old Testament, a whole bunch of times in the New Testament. I'm going to tell you something. When you think it's time, it ain't time. Because God said no one will know the time or the date or the hour. I will come as a thief in the night. You ain't going to be expecting him. Why does thieves come at night? Because you ain't looking for them. You ain't watching your doors. You ain't watching your windows. The only thing you're watching is your eyeballs flitting. And you can't see them. And guess what? That's how God's coming back. We're not going to know when it's coming. Oh, JR, things are so bad right now. Okay. Why is things so bad right now? Oh, I'm fixing to hurt some toes. Y'all ready? Because y'all ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing to keep it from happening. You ain't sharing the word enough. You ain't sharing God enough. You're not walking the walk you need to be walking. And how do I know that? Because that book tells me so. That book tells me if you will turn from your wicked, evil ways and pray to God, I will hear you in heaven and I will heal your land. You ready for your land to be healed? Stop living wickedness. Stop living evil. Oh, but J.R., I don't do that. Yeah, you do. Every time you let Congress pass a bill that allows abortion, every time you pass a bill that allows the government to step into your personal life, every time you do something against God's Word and you allow it to happen, it's your fault. Can the church do something about it? Can the church change this world? Not by ourselves. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if I'm doing what God called me to do, and I'm doing the way God called me to do it, how strong am I going to be? You can't defeat me. If I'm working through Christ, you can't stop me. So what are you waiting on? You want your land back? Do what the Bible said. Turn from your evil ways, turn from your wickedness, and pray to heaven, and let him hear your prayers. You want your life straightened up? 
You want your own personal space straightened up? It still applies, don't it? Turn from your evilness. Turn from your wickedness and pray. You got addictions that need to be broken? Turn from the addictions and turn them over to God. Pray to God and let him heal them. You got afflictions going on in your body? You need to be healed? Talk to God. Everybody, everybody wants to call up the preacher. Preacher, will you pray for me for this? I'll pray for you. I'll pray with you. But you got to pray it too. You got to pray it first. You got to pray for your own self. I've had people come up and want to get saved and don't know what to say to God, and they want me to say a prayer for them. I can't say a prayer for your forgiveness. I can't ask God into your life. Y'all have heard me say this before. I wish I could. I wish I had the authority and the ability to walk up and put my hand on the shoulder and say, you're saved. You're going to heaven. If I had that ability, y'all wouldn't see me on Sunday mornings. I'd be too busy walking around outside the world touching people. I wouldn't have to preach, would I? But that ain't the way it works, folks. It works on you asking God into your life. You asking God into your life. I can't do it for you. I can lead you to it. I can show you what it says in the book. But I can't take you into heaven. I can't judge you to go to heaven or hell. It's not my job. It's you and God through Christ that makes that decision. If you've been led by the Holy Spirit today and the Holy Spirit's talking to you about something and you know your life ain't right, if you know your life ain't what you need it to be, today is the best day there is to turn that over. Right now, this moment. You got things going on in your life you ain't proud of? You want to stop doing them? Come to God with it. Ask God to forgive you your sins and your shortcomings. Ask Him to strengthen your walk with Him. Ask Him to make you a stronger Christian. Ask Him to show you the truth of His Word. Ask Him to make Him the priority of your life. Are you willing to stand up today and say, I need that? And then there's another little side to this story. If you've never accepted Christ your Lord and Savior, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. You don't have a chance. So if you never asked God into your life, you never asked Christ to save you, right now is the time to do it. This moment, right now, is your opportunity to say, I failed you, God. I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness, and I need you to come into my life. I need you to change me. That's you today. Don't hesitate. Get up. When I give you this altar call, get up and come up here. We'll pray with you. And we'll help you with that walk. So I'm going to ask everybody in this room to close your eyes and bow your heads. I don't want you looking around because this ain't about you, boo-boo. This is about the person sitting next to you or the person around in front of you or behind you, somewhere in this room. It's about their life with God, and they need to be able and uh, have the ability to feel free to ask Christ into their life without judgment.
I'm going to tell you something. If you're in here and you've been coming to this church forever and you still ain't made that decision to ask Christ in your life, I don't want you to leave today without it. Now, I'm not going to give you that story that you could get killed on the way home. Y'all are too smart for that. And I'm too smart to do it because if you don't accept Christ today and you go home, you don't get killed. You'll say that preacher didn't know what he was talking about. But I will tell you this. If you need Christ in your life, you got problems going on in your life that you need help with? My Jesus is in that business. He can help you through anything. Now I'm going to ask two questions this morning. First one is, is there anybody in this room that needs Jesus for the first time? You've never asked Christ into your life. Or maybe you asked him, but it really didn't, you really didn't believe it. But something's telling you you need to ask him in today. It's not a loaded question. It's a question of you talking to God right now. What's the Holy Spirit telling you right now? Do you need to move? If you need to accept Christ this morning, raise your hand. Raise your hands up and say, I need Jesus. Let that sit for a second. Holy Spirit, deal with them. Deal with their hearts, Lord. Anybody, the time is now. Right now is when you need to ask Jesus in your life. Okay. I'm going to assume everybody in here has asked Christ in their life. But I'm going to assume something else. Is there people in this room today that hasn't been living the way God called them to? Had they not been doing what Jesus commanded us to do? And you need to make a commitment to him today to say, I'm going to change my ways. And I'm going to start doing what I need to do. And I'm not going to fail this time. I'm going to stand up and be accounted for. I want to be obedient to what the Word says. If that's you, put your hand in the air right now. Put your hands up if you got that in your life. Come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, I need you two to come on up here. We're going to pray with you. Come on, Brandy. Come on, Tim. Y'all stand right over here. I'm not through yet. Two people in this room said they need more of God. Are you living the way God called you to live? Are you doing everything you're supposed to be doing? Or you need somebody to help you with it? Step on up there, bro. I'll be with you in just a second. Charlie! Mandy, if you got that in your life today and you need some help with things, now's the time to stand up and say, I need help. We're going to help these folks and we'll get back with y'all. Stay there where you're at. Good job, bro. 
You believe that you ask him for that? You believe it's going to happen for you? Then walk with him. Little sister, you okay? You ready for this? What do you need to do? It's okay, baby. God deal with her. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I ask that you come into Brittany's life today. That you start a brand new work in her life. That you fix everything that's going on in her mind. Let her know that she is important to you. That she is a child of God. And that you have her back. And that you'll be with her through her hard times. You'll be through with her with the good times. But she has your guidance and your love. And we ask you to bless her right now. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let it happen. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. You receive it? Okay. Walk in peace, girl. Folks, it's been a long day, hasn't it? Preacher's kind of mean this morning, but that's okay. We love you. God loves you and I love you. I love you because God said I had to. Some of you. I'm asking you all, whether you stood up today or not, I'm asking each and every one of you in the sound of my voice, no matter where you're hearing my voice at, live your life the way God called you to live it. Do what you need to do. Change the things in your life that you need to change. And let God change the things that you can't change. If you've got things going on in your life like pornography, drug addiction, alcoholism, lust, whatever it is, meanness, anger, selfishness, greed, all those things that God tells us we aren't supposed to have in our lives. Bitterness. And the big one is unforgiveness. If you've got unforgiveness in your life, let me assure you this. God cannot forgive you until you forgive others. You have to learn to forgive. It's hard to do, but you've got to do it. I love you all, and I want the best for you. Most of all, God loves you, and he gave the best for you. He gave his son that you don't have to die and go to hell. And the Bible says we can have on earth as it is in heaven. I can have the life on earth that I can have in heaven. That's what that means. I can have joy and I can have peace. I can have understanding. I can have love. I can have all that right here on earth. But I got to search for it. And yes, I have to work for it. It's a free gift, but you got to work for it. I'm not saying, I don't go out of here saying J.R. said, go to heaven by works. No. You go to heaven by one way and one way only, and that's through the blood of Jesus. But works without, faith without works is dead. You cannot have faith to survive if you're living a dead life. So let's get up out of here today. Go out and have a beautiful afternoon. Have a great time. Come back here tonight at 7 o'clock. Charlie's probably got a message for you. <laughs> it may not be good, but he'll have one. <laughs> no. It'll be good. It'll be what you need. 
If you get a chance, come out and visit with Charlie at 7 o'clock tonight. Come back to the church Tuesday night. Men, you want to learn how to be better men? Come listen to that class on Tuesday night for men. Plain and simple, right? Easy deasy. Women, don't think y'all getting out of this. Because there's a class for y'all first and third Saturday of every month at 11 o'clock. Ain't no reason you women folk ain't coming. Because I know all of us, and we all could use some help, can't we? So get up and come on up here. Learn something. You might learn something that will change your life forever. One verse of the Bible can change you forever. Mine was John 10.10. 10. That's what changed my life. Made me start looking at things a whole lot different. And you'll have your verse that changes your life. But you got to come and hear it. you got to find it. And the best way to find faith is through hearing of the Word. Then Wednesday night Bible study, Thursday night is a Bible study here at the church, also on Zoom. For y'all that are too lazy to get up and come to the church, you can Zoom it and watch it. And then uh, Friday night, we have another Bible study here. And then Sunday morning, 9 o'clock, which is way too early in the morning as far as I'm concerned. But Tony puts on a real good class here on Sunday morning for y'all. There's plenty of opportunities to learn about God's ways. If you want to learn about God, this place offers you a way to do it. And if you can't find one of those days and you don't get it on that, would you do me a big favor? Would you let me know? We'll figure out something else to do before you can learn about God. Because one thing I want more than anything in this world is for everybody in the sound of my voice that hears this message. When I walk through the gates of heaven, I know you'll be there too. And the only way we can do that is for everybody to be saved. Everybody being obedient to God. I think I've taken up my hour, hadn't I? Maybe a little more. But you know what? It's okay. God's moving. God's working. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time we've had today. Today, I thank you for the blessings that you've already poured upon us. I thank you for the lives that were changed here this morning. I thank you for the ones that didn't move, that your life still changed in them. Father, just give them the grace and the power and the strength of Jesus Christ. Walk with us, lead us, guide us, and bring us back to your house safely. Watch over us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas, 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.